You're a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor. But with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home can be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish she'd get into some trouble. There's still time. this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. things confirmed during this new movie um, for those joining us we are talking about the new Ghostbusters movie that just got released uh, recently um, Ghostbusters Afterlife came out in 2021 and we just got back from seeing it yeah um, so a couple of things let me just go ahead and get the uh the intro out of the way. This uh, movie is called Ghostbusters Afterlife. It came out in 2021. Uh, it was directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, a few different writers on it. Uh, uh, Gil Keenan and Jason Reitman are the main writers. Obviously, Dan Aykroyd is credited as well, but, you know, based on the characters he created and everything. He's the son of Ivan Reitman, who actually did the first. Correct. Two. And Jason Reitman actually had a cameo in the movie we did previous to this, As which is child. Ghostbusters 2. Uh, remember, we talked about him being in the uh, the birthday party and yeah. everything. He's a little jackass kid. But um, this movie stars Carrie Coon as Callie, uh, the mother to the kids and daughter of Egon Spangler. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that makes her name Callie Spangler. Also stars Paul Rudd as Gruberson. Uh, what was his name? Greg? Yeah. Greg or Gary? Yeah. It was Gary, I think. Gary Gruberson. Uh, let's see here. Something like that. Uh, he was the teacher, the summer school teacher, though. Uh, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things as Trevor. Uh, McKenna Grace as Phoebe. Logan Kim as Podcast. Celeste O'Connor as Lucky. Uh, it also stars Bill Murray as Peter Venkman. Spoiler. Dan Aykroyd as Ray Stance. Spoiler. Ernie Hudson as Winston Zeddemore. Spoiler. Annie Potts as Janine Melnitz. Spoiler. Sigourney Weaver as Dana Barrett Vankman. Spoiler. Right. Um, And then, of course, uh, standing in for for Harold Ramey's is uh, Bob Gunton as the ghost farmer. Ghost the farmer. ghost farmer, and we have J.K. Simmons as uh, as Evo Shandor. Yeah, out of that, nowhere, that was a surprise. There's a couple different um, cameos. One that Olivia was Olivia Wilde. What? Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. That was uncredited. It's not even on the credits here. But obviously, Olivia Wilde played uh, Gozer. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to just talk about this a little bit because Ghostbusters is big with us. Yeah. As most of these kids, it is. Um, so, initial thoughts. What did you think? We haven't, well, real quick, we haven't talked about it, and yeah. uh, I feel bad because we've kind of just not talked about it from the theater here and yeah. come straight back here. So now that we can actually talk about it, what, what was your thoughts? Well, I started watching it, you know, and I went in without trying to look at any kind of spoilers. That's you know? right, because you hadn't even seen some of the stuff mm. that was in the trailer, right? And and I tried to do that on purpose and just keep 
you know, kind of keep... Because you didn't even know the dogs were going to be in there. No, I didn't. Not until, what, was it yesterday or something? Yeah, and that's been a huge part of the trailers for the, the last, face. last month or two or yeah. whatever. But, um, yeah, it, I, I went into this movie not knowing anything about it. I mean, I kind of saw some stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, I didn't know any of the plot, you know, I, and I wasn't even 100% sure, like, we would get a good cameo from at least the three... From the originals? Yeah, the originals. Like, not not just like an over-the-phone type of thing where they're talking to them. Yeah. Right. We wanted to see them back in their jumpsuits and all yeah, that. Yeah, I kind of got worried there for a minute because I was like, oh, man. You're like, oh, that was going to be it. Just you know, anything, call. Yeah, and Dan Aykroyd might, you know, Ray might call Vankman, you know, and, and it's just show them talking or it something. Felt I was like afraid though, that that was what it was going to be. Yeah, it felt like the cameo was just going to be an Aykroyd only on the phone with her, he kind of catches the audience up to where Zetamore and Venkman and, and Ray all are. Yeah. Um, but one thing that shocked me was that line, you know, uh, Egon Spangler can go straight to hell. Yeah. I was like, oh, snap. You yeah. know, I knew that there was going to be some weirdness and stuff, but... Well, I mean, he did it to everybody. His partners, um, you know, uh, his family, his Oh, you talking about everybody. Egon? Yeah, Egon. He, yeah. Just, he just bounced on everybody and... For you know, a good reason. We, we obviously find out now it was a good reason, you know, and nobody else knew. But it was like, you know, couldn't he have just said, hey, do you want to see some stuff? Come here, Ray, now, as soon as possible. I will show you literal ghosts, you know? Yeah, yeah we so got cell phones. I mean, he, he could have took some pictures. I was going to say, that's going to be one of my problems with the movie is, yeah. is, okay, maybe he couldn't tell his family because nobody believed him at that point. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Ray... Peter, Winston, those would have been people that actually believed him. And especially since they fought this thing before. Uh, We'll get into it. But uh, real quick, uh, this movie is just uh, centers on a family of three, a mother and her two kids, and uh, doesn't really mention the father at all. He's mentioned like once, and they're like, oh, it doesn't matter what he's doing. So, I mean, like they're basically state straight out. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter what the you know about well, the father. It, Ignore that. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't you know a linchpin for the the story. You know, no. it really wasn't. It wasn't a uh, we didn't need to know detail of it. It was it was reminiscent of what we talked about in the last episode with uh, Dana Barrett. Now she has a kid, and you know the the husband or the, it doesn't matter who yeah. the father of the baby was. I He's gone think- now. I still think it was that guy that in the first one where he he went goes you know, Fangman uh, tries to ask her out you know and yeah. and that guy's just kind of standing there with his uh, w- w- what instrument was it like a violin or something yeah well, yeah, yeah. orchestra orchestra yeah <laughs> that's a good word um, no uh, just being out there I, I I'm pretty sure that that's the dad of the child in the second I don't know maybe it could have been but um, it's uh, it's interesting because we have uh, we have these two kids. Obviously, they both have like Egon's hair, you know, that yeah. curly mop on their head. Yeah. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, in his second time getting to wear a proton pack and a Ghostbuster suit, uh, you know, that kid's lived you know a childhood that I wanted to live. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in Stranger Things, getting to dress up as a Ghostbuster, but then you know being you know in a cool supernatural TV show, yeah. and now getting to actually be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Um, so yeah, they come to the house or they come to the farmhouse. Shenanigans, uh, you know, uh, aside. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Shenanigans uh, start and everything. 
and um, you find out that uh, basically the plot of the movie is uh, Evo. Uh, uh, Evo. Yeah, because in the original movie, they called him Ivo Shandor, I thought. But then this one, they call him Evo Shandor. But basically, remember Evo Shandor from the first one? He um, is the one that built that building mm-hmm. as a cult piece to bring back Gozer, Gozer, Gozer Worshipper and all that. But he used those materials, and they had talked about it in the first one, those special type of materials yeah. to build that thing. And this this town is where he mined all those materials. The well, he created that town. Right, yeah. he built the whole town, but there's like a map of the town from like thousands of years ago, yeah. even though the town's only like 100 years old yeah. or something. So, um, but that's where he got the metal from. I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah. And it was a way to connect it to the the, the, the first and second one. Look, with this, I just saw it as, this was huge fan service movie. Oh, absolutely. I, I love when they do this for nostalgic type films. Yeah. You know, I love when they do it right. And in yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife, they did it right. They really did. Now, here's what I'll say. I've said that Ghostbusters 2016, uh, the, the Paul heard, Feig one. I've never heard of it. Um, that one is not a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. I, you know, we talked about it in the first one, like in the, in the first Ghostbusters one episode that we did where um, it, it's, it's, you know, they all did great. They're all great actresses and actors in that movie and they were funny and all that. But it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. No. It was a movie about catching ghosts and fighting ghosts. Yeah. But, you know, in some kind of a neon blue special effects orgy mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. that was ridiculous but um it wasn't ghostbusters and this movie i don't think is ghostbusters either for me ghostbusters it's clear to me now that it's always going to be part one and part two and for the reasons that we've already stated in those two episodes yeah so um which you guys can go back and listen to those two episodes and 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 see what we're talking about. This one isn't Ghostbusters. That being said, though, it was a good movie. Um, it was it it all it did was pay, it really a fan service movie. You know, it brought back the you know the what was the good you know that people liked from yeah. part one Gozer. Yeah. You know, it had uh, was Gozer was pretty much the main thing again. Yeah. So was it a retread? Yes, but. Did it pay good fan service? Yes, it did. Uh-huh. Did it go overboard? Uh, entirely. With with the, the, the little state puff marshmallow man, there was absolutely no reason to have those in the movie. It made no sense. But it was, you know, yeah. a little a little wink or whatever. I liked it. I mean, I thought it was a bit silly, too, at times. But, and, but I mean, it just kind of, like near the end where that kid came out covered in marshmallows, it was just kind of a way mm-hmm. to... I feel like it was paying homage to the very to the roots, of right? Of Ghost, course, of Ghostbusters is playing is paying homage to it, mm-hmm. which I respect that. You know what I mean? It's That's, a love letter to Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I respect that because it, it is a nostalgia film, and you know when they do it right, like they did in this film, it is paying a hundred percent homage to the fan service and to the to the originals and. I don't have a problem with it. And you could definitely tell it was a kid of the 80s that liked Ghostbusters. Yeah. This kid is unique in that he was actually on set in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. And in the second movie, he actually was on screen yeah. for a little bit of it. Yeah. So you could tell that he you know, had that nostalgia. He brought back the musical themes. Yeah. That 
was huge in this movie that mm-hmm. that musical theme and you kind of got a sense okay well that's kind of egon's theme now because it would always play whenever he was around in the first one yeah. and now it was like it would play you know this is basically like his town and everything so mm-hmm. um it, it's uh you could definitely tell that harold remis didn't do any writing on this no um it wasn't a tight script it was there was a lot of boring stuff uh basically between the awesome opening i thought yeah i thought it was a great opening oh it was and to see who you knew yeah. as a watcher was egon yeah um because i mean in the trailer you know you knew that they were the kids or grandkids of one of the Ghostbusters. And you also knew that Harold Ramis wasn't going to be a part yeah. of this movie because he was dead, but like his character would be honored. Yeah. I mean, he, but the, the grandkids look just like him, you know, so especially kind of, Phoebe. She looks like the uh, cartoon version of yeah. Egon. That's what yep. you were mentioning. Uh huh. Um, yeah. But we'll get in more on that. And- but yeah, the, 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 between that opening and then the first time they started fighting Muncher. Not yeah. Slimer. Slimer is not in this movie. I wish they would have brought Slimer back. Yeah, I do too. This 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 one that you've seen in the thing, um, for all intents and purposes, is Slimer. It's like the placeholder, but it's like a different one. They called Muncher. So Slimer it's not as gross. Yes, as Slimer was. Slimer was a a thing, obviously based on John Belushi, like we said, yeah. and he was constantly eat food. Uh, whereas this one, new one, it eats metal. Yeah, it's his name is Muncher, and he's able, Slimer. able to attack with that. So he's not really going to be Shoots probably like a, a, a buddy like he was yeah. in the second one. Yeah, so. but he knew what that proton pack was. As yeah. soon as they busted that out, he's like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> and I, so that's why I thought it was Slimer at first. But yeah, and then as we were going along, I'm like, "This isn't Slimer. This is like a thing that's like Slimer, <laughs> a cousin of Slimer." <laughs> but yeah, between that, between that opening time and that. And then there's a few, a little bit where it's, it, the pacing is just not as good. I know that it has a lot of setup to do, but the first Ghostbusters had a lot of setup to do, but it was paced awesomely. Yeah. Whereas like every single scene, you get a little bit of, you get a little bit of exposition, but then you get a little, little bit of the creep stuff, mm-hmm. a little bit of exposition, creep stuff. Whereas this was like a lot of, ex, you know, a lot of information you know being thrown at you and you have to do a lot of catching up Mm -hmm. it's been 30 years or however long it's been so um you know a lot of catching up it wasn't paced as well and that's what harold ramis used to do you know dan Aykroyd, he wrote the very first movie and gave it to harold ramis harold ramis was good at tightening up scripts you know he was a director so he knew what you could throw away ah we don't need that that's going to ruin the pacing of this film that you know mm-hmm. whatever because he was a good director as well yeah. so you could tell that they were missing out on that even though Jason Reitman is also a director and he wrote this you just don't have that amazing writing that Harold Ramis did uh, where he would help to write scripts and help to whittle down scripts um, especially for films that he was directing and everything yeah. so yeah there was a little bit of a, a lack of that um, so I'm just trying to point out and be fair of the Ghostbusters movies um, that uh, this it did have some problems, but I really enjoyed myself. I did too. I mean, it was it respected the original, yeah. And that's what 2016 was missing. Yep. Is that it was so important for it to make a stand of what it was and what type of movie it was, and a lot of it had to do with the the backlash that they had. So they had to prove that it was going to be good, but a lot of it was kind of brought on themselves. Yeah. Um, and and everything. So it was see, more I don't about like making that, a point. I don't like that, you know, changing characters, you know, that that we grew up with, you know, changing them this way or that way for, you know, 
for whatever purpose. You know, I'd I'd rather you know create a new hero to represent uh, a person or a group or anything. You know, or what if I mean? there's all girl Ghostbusters, okay, well, what happened there? Yeah. Or are you just taking a property like Ghostbusters, yep. taking away everything that mm-hmm. made Ghostbusters Ghostbusters, calling it a reboot, and then putting all females in the roles that were all that were filled by all males and having Chris Hemsworth as a male going into the Janine role and everything. Yeah. So it was like <clears throat> you weren't trying to explain anything. You weren't respecting the originals. Yep. You were just taking a property. Let's make it all girls because it was all guys and have girl power. Yeah. Great if you have a point to it and if it's a good, well-written yeah. story. That was a terribly written movie. Yeah. It was all about making a point and all that. So well, and then plus, you know, it didn't have the same chemistry as the originals, right? The yeah, fr- like Kristen Wiig and and uh, and Melissa McCarthy. I didn't know which one was supposed to be leading the movie. Right, right. But I mean, like I, I'm talking about with the formula, with you know, they they went in there, you know, in the first one, and they basically created a villain that was greater than any villain you could ever hear about in their history in that world you know mm-hmm. it's like he's the top of the notch evil you know what i mean like top of the food chain when it comes to evil they started out with that that was their villain you know what i mean and and when it's it's almost like a but lot I mean, of movies tend, tend to go gozer in there was yeah yeah well that's that's who i'm talking about yeah, you know okay. like gozer they went gozer and you know that's why i don't like with films when they when they did just don't just come in like full force you know they just kind of ease it in let's just get a bad guy that we know we can beat you know not not like with ghostbusters it's like you know gozer you're like okay this is like a evil god or something like that you know and and they're expected to beat him and then they do you know what i mean where the you know the the remake was just like eh, there's a bad guy in it and eh, he's not the bad yeah. worst you know worst ghost new york scene you know what i mean he's no yeah. gozer you know and it's like yeah, with like with this one, they went back to that formula in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did. It wasn't like a I said, working it, formula. Yeah, it wasn't paced like you know we had talked about in the last one. Um, the uh, how part two mirrors the first one, and and the, the 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 good parts about that, and the bad parts about that. Um, this was definitely paced a completely different way. Um. I think you could tell like halfway through the movie where it was going and you're like, okay, well, Paul Rudd's going to be the key master and the mom's going to be the gatekeeper. Well, I, at first, at first I was like, well, let me think about it because, you know, do they want to pull Paul Rudd out like, you know, two thirds of the movie and just kind of basically put him into a dog suit at that point. Dude Same thing disappeared. With the mother. Yeah, I know. He you know what I mean? Like, for the whole like I wanted the it. The only thing is with this movie that I didn't like, I wanted to see more of Paul Rudd reacting to this. You know, it's like. Did you want to see him with the proton pack? <laughs> yeah, in a way, you know, but but we know that he was serving as the Rick Moranis role. You know what I mean? So, so we. Well, knew, and, and to introduce the kids to what what was what the OG, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. back in the day. You know, I, I think he would be. A, if you were a true fan of the Ghostbusters in this world, you know, from when you were a kid or whatever, you would kind of think that he would be more ecstatic that one of his students is, you know, the literal granddaughter of one of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, but he was more fascinated with the, the gadgets and tools and stuff. And, and I kind of felt like with a lot of Ghostbusters, they don't look, you know, the all the fans and all the people in New York that are glad they're saving them, they don't look at them like uh, individuals. You know, it's almost like, 
They're the Ghostbusters. They're, they're faceless, nameless uh, people, but they're the Ghostbusters. But remember know? what we've been talking about these two episodes about how... Um, how these people forget you know the whole yeah. city forgets you know it's really weird it's it's like a uh, it's a plot hole but we explained it in part two yeah so yeah. you know or at least you know my version of it or, or you know yeah. your version or whatever but um it's i i, I you know they, there's there's certain i think you know it always has to do with belief yeah Right, you know, so they had everything pop off, and then five years it took everybody to forget. I mean, even the daughter, the daughter wasn't like, um, oh, ghosts, you know, talking about ghosts. Oh, well, you know, my grandfather was a ghostbuster, a literal ghostbuster. She knew, though, but I mean, if you saw at the end, but, she's but like, why know, didn't you tell me my grandfather was Egon Spangler? And she's like, you know, well, it doesn't matter because he came out here, and the mother even said he left his partners, he left yep, his family. Yep. But, but, you know, it's still, it was kind of weird because, you know, you would think that maybe growing up she you know at a certain point in her life that she would be kind of looking into her father and looking at like who he was and what he was about you know and that kind of thing and not 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 justifying her or you know let you know saying okay you know what he did was right but you know still finding out who her dad was you know you would think that she would have an eye for it in a way yeah you know what i mean but not be totally clueless you know three quarters of the way through the movie and not find out anything until like later on, you know what I mean? It just I kind of felt like, like, it, it's it's a curse with these movies, you know. Something about these movies, the characters inside the movies and the universe inside of the movies, they always seem to always forget the Ghostbusters and what they have done, and and you know to what degree you know they went to do what they did. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was like. Even when they get arrested, it's like, oh yeah, we'll we'll release you. You know, just you know the 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 mayor of New York. Oh, we're gonna release you. Well, I mean, I see these things in the sky. Yeah. You know, obviously you're gonna release. Them. And you can see Venkman's never too concerned when they get arrested. Mm -hmm. No, right. he, he loves it. Just like in this movie, I mean, because he he went to become a professor, right? Right. So uh, and, and they, he went back to, to academia or Dan right. where Ray was saying that he he was studying uh, like fame and. Uh, no, he was advertisement. Remember? Advertisement. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, just about you know the fame part of it, which we've right. talked about in the last two episodes. Like, he's the face of it and everything, but like Ray's like the real Ghostbuster. And I did, like I said, I don't want this to episode to be really long. Just kind of give our yeah. quick little impressions. Um, I loved it. I loved it. The 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 it, it just you know brought me back to the original Ghostbusters. Um, you know, and I, I really did love it. I mean, I, and the, and the fact that they came back and it was literally pretty much the original Ghostbusters that saved the day again. It had to have been pretty like as cool for them. Yeah. 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 Like, because I mean, really that's like a day or two's work, right? Yeah. You know, you just c come in, you put on the cool suits and your yeah. proton packs and you're like, I look awesome again, yeah. you know, yeah. and everything. I'm a little grayer and everything and a little, well, a little bit more around the waist yeah. and everything, but I'm awesome. Look at me. I'm uh -huh. a Ghostbuster again. But then we everything. get the setup. Then we get the setup for a very possible uh, future film, you know, because uh, Ernie Hudson's character ends up, you know, basically hinting that he's going to start everything back up again. I, yeah. Which, which that's what awesome. I got from yeah. it. Yeah. Especially if you get Egon's kids. But just seeing Bill York. Murray up in that suit again, I mean... When they lit up the... Old as he looks, same thing with Ben Aykroyd. They look so old. Yeah, and and in typical Bill Murray fashion, just like in um, um, Zombieland. 
Yeah. You know, just yeah. kind of phoning in his performance, kind of just yeah. coming in to have fun. Oh, yeah. You know, he's not even acting anymore. Yeah. This is not, this is not Venkman acting. No. This is not this character. This is Bill Murray just yeah. pretending to act. And, and you got to admit, Sigourney Weaver probably tamed him quite a bit, you know, from, from, the second film to this one. Well, he probably time, respects her as an actress. And, 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 and it doesn't really state. Seriously. It doesn't really state that they are actually still married. In the in the credits, it does. I know her I name know, is Dana Barrett Venkman. Yes, I know. And but, come on, why else would they be I, playing I know, around I know, like that? I know if but, they weren't together. But you know, like she she was very friendly. You know, coming the second one where it was like she was buddies with all of them. I but mean, we talked them about that. that. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying saying like like I have things to say about her. The yeah. next one, I mean, did have things. To I, say. I just, I just, the only thing I wish they had was Rick Moranis come back. Yeah, that's even if it was for like three. Seconds. I was hoping that one of those post-credit scenes would he be him be like him and Janine, like she comes, you know, she's doing all her things, and then she comes home. Yeah, and you know, Lewis is there. Watch, we're gonna miss some kind of like Easter egg that we didn't see. Know. You know, that that had him. In I just for hope a split second. I just hope that Janine is somewhere. She's got Lewis at home. And they're yeah, and the daughter just kind of laid into Janine. Did you notice that? You know, but Janine like kind of thought it was a little hilarious. Oh, but, when they were talking about you know the house and what you he left Egon's him. daughter. Yeah, yeah, Egon's daughter. My bad, but uh, you know Egon's daughter and and her kind of they were getting into it. But it was funny because Janine was just like, eh, you know, <laughs> she's like, you guys scared? Not really. But yeah, I, I didn't know if it would be one of those things or whatever. Um. I think uh, I think Paul Rudd was good. I'm yep. glad that it wasn't like some kind of a crazy. I'm glad that he had a, a small role like he did. It was good to focus on the kids. It brings kids into it. Like kids mm-hmm. watch the first two movies, but they weren't necessarily kids movies. You know, mm-hmm. the second one was obviously made more kids movies. You yeah. know, we talked about the cartoon and everything. Yeah, so. in a way, it's still a little freaky. I mean. You know, we'll talk about it. Uh, we, we've, you know, right, right. it was we freaky. Talk about it, no, yeah. but I mean, it had some some legitimately scary parts in part two and everything. Mm-hmm. And this one does have some legitimately scary parts, like you know, Zul's voice, or I mean, Gozer's voice, and Zul's voice and their mom and the, her eyes and everything. And of course, we had to open up the trap. They knew it was something was in that trap. But Paul Rudd's character. Yeah, what the heck was that? And, thing? And, 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 and it was. It was the was the gatekeeper, the keymaster, the keymaster, the, key the, key the gatekeeper. It was one of the it others. It just looked different. It looked more like a werewolf than the dog thing. Yeah. Well, Egon, Egon's obviously smart enough to realize that all he has to do is trap one of them. Well, that's what he did. He went. Yeah. He went down there to the pit or whatever, trapped it, hauled butt back to his house because mm-hmm. he knew Gozer would follow him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then tried to trap him, and obviously yeah. it all broke and everything. And so, I mean, it was Egon's plan from the get go. They just followed through it. Uh, so they, they were, but you know, the the son wasn't as stu- or the grandson wasn't as dumb as as uh, it was at first made he out was to pretty be. Dumb. Well, he he was the one that that said, "Hey, let's light up those three the 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 three whatever those things were." To energize well, the Well, that's what I was like. You know, whenever he shot those things, I was like, oh, yeah, those things are pretty powerful. Why wouldn't you just use those to power it? Although I think they're supposed to dematerialize things. But anyway. That's if you cross the streams. If you cross the streams. Remember, they're like, they're, they started crossing the streams. They're like, wait, she's uncrossing the streams. Yeah. <laughs> but, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, okay. So the kids, you know, the uh, the the two older teenagers are pretty useless. Yeah. They're just kind of along for the ride. I see them as the Venkman and Zetamore yeah. of the kids. 
Uh, you know, probably Finn Wolfhard is more of like a Zetamore where he, he, you know, he's just mechanic. He doesn't know any of the science stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's just like happy to be driving the car or whatever. That's pretty much the whole thing he did was just drive the car the whole round. And then his girl, the girl that he met, the girlfriend or whatever, she's kind of like a Venkman where she's just kind of like, yeah, whatever you know she's yeah. just real carefree doesn't care yeah. makes these little quips and makes fun of people all yeah. the time that's kind of like Bankman. Mm-hmm. so i saw um podcast as like the ray right. oh yeah absolutely kind of like the, the heart the fact that he, he comes the, out covered marshmallow, in marshmallows which just like ray which looked a lot better than the shaving cream from the 80s it i'll really tell did. you that it, really it could have been still been shaving cream but it just looked a lot better mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously, Phoebe was the Spangler character. She's going to be, you know, she's like the brains and the, the other uh, podcast dude, he, which he was hilarious. Yeah. And he was the heart. And, he and awesome. I think that's confirmed whenever Ray comes and talks to him. Yeah. Kind yeah. of at the end and uh-huh. everything. So um, they did good. Uh, like I said, the teenagers were just kind of there. Um, I really thought they would have used Finn Wolfhard more because he's this up and coming star or whatever. Yeah, but Phoebe, things, that, that but. girl Phoebe did an amazing job on this. McKenna film. Grace, she was she was the star obviously of this this movie, and she played it perfectly. Yeah, uh, this this shy, um, not understanding normal feelings. You could see Egon being like that when he was younger. Yeah, like like confused, like oh okay, I guess that's okay, you know. Yeah, before he kind of yeah, I mean because he was kind of like that anyways. But it, it was funny because remember. Egon in all the films, the originals, he always made the corny jokes. You know, he always made the jokes that that were, you know, if if you were smart, like one of their geniuses, you would understand. But he was always about making the jokes. You know, well, like I said in the last episode, part two. Yeah. Whenever I said that, one of my favorite parts was whenever he was like, "How you?" Uh, or he was saying something to Egon, and he goes, "He's like, oh, I think that they're more interested in my epididymis." And uh, remember, Venkman just kind of was like. <laughs> So anyway, Ray, you know, like he didn't have anything to say. It's like one of the funniest parts of 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 uh, Bill Murray's and all the Ghostbusters movies. Yeah. But so let me ask you: I, I got two questions for you. Okay, all right. two questions. We can we can end it up this. All right. First question: Do you think if they wanted to, do you think it would be a good idea to make a part two in reflection of bringing back the villain from part two of the originals? So make a part four, I no, guess. No, because I don't think that the villain from part two warrants, as much as I liked Vigo, I don't think it warrants him coming back. I think that they took care of him because he was more of like this this uh, wizard when he was like, he was a magician. He, and we, he yeah. knew how to use magic, whereas Gozer's like a like a demonic spirit and like not a human and yeah. what wants a human or whatever. Well, and the thing is too is we got a little bit more explanation with Gozer in yeah. this film. Gozer kind of seems like the apex uh haunting ghost, like the yeah. ghost that'll that'll mess up the whole yeah. world. Yeah. You know. Where I've Ivan was just everything gonna, else is just kind of uh, mis- yeah. mischievous. But in the part 2 of the originals, you know, they they really do explain uh a little lot more backstory than they did with uh with, uh, oh yeah, and we we like like we had talked about. We enjoyed that they actually gave it more backstory, but yeah. it's really a one off. I didn't mind him being the the villain of the second one. I thought it was, um, I still thought it was well done, but I don't think it warrants him coming back or anything. I I, I thought it made sense to have Gozer because I mean that's kind of like the apex ghost. You have yeah. all the other ones that are kind of just causing problems. This one will actually end the world. Yeah, 
it's more of like a spirit than a ghost right you right, know right. as in um not used to be a human or whatever okay but um yeah so i don't i don't think that it warrants that but i do think it warrants this warrants a sequel with this with this um i don't know with this cast or where they go from here um because obviously the ecto one's back in new york now yeah. so now do we follow these kids and they're back in uh Ernie Hudson's character. Yeah, so now are we following the kids or are we going back to Ernie Hudson training up a new squad of whatever because he's infinitely rich somehow? Yeah, I think it's... Well, he became a doctor apparently in mm. this film because he's a doctor now. He, uh, Zetamore? Yeah. I thought he started like some kind of a business and that's how... Yeah, but he, he became Dr. Zetamore. Maybe I missed that. I know that. I know that uh, they. He went back to academia. Ray had his bookstore. Zetamore had like a business, and mm-hmm. you know, did what he did and everything. But. I think it'd be cool to bring back like a. I don't know. Maybe a, do a mini series or something. You know. Yeah, that might be cool, like a right? Netflix type of yeah. thing. Yeah, that'd be really cool too, because then you could. Uh, you know, it wouldn't have. That'd be cool if you could do it around Gozer again, but I think doing that for a third time would be a little ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, they never got rid of Gozer. Gozer's in a trap somewhere. Remember, they all yeah. got trapped. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with those traps now. Well, and then they were saying, you know, kind of launch him into space. Well, the 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 main what are they, the holding tank? You know, remember it was blinking red. Yeah, but nothing had been loaded up there. Maybe Slimer's still in there. Probably, probably. Because <laughs> remember, he was now. just hanging around the the house yeah. or whatever. But, anyways, um, oh, my second question. What's your second question? Do you think this is Bill Murray's most well known role? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree. Aside from TV, I mean, like aside from Saturday Night Live and his time mm-hmm. on there. Uh, his most singular role, it's it's up there. It's at least top five. Um, you know, I would say that because um, what are some, Caddyshack was pretty to, good. He was a very well known role in that. Yeah, one but he too. was still kind of a side character in that, just kind of a funny person that just was by himself. But he is well known for that. Um, I mean, there's what about Bob with him and Richard Dreyfus? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Scrooged. Uh, it's one of our favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah, and and you know there's there's plenty others that he did, uh, but yeah, I definitely think there's at least top five, probably even top three, uh, is his role of, as yeah. Bankman. Have we already talked about doing like a Bill Murray month? No, that would be a good thing to it do. It would be. He's just so weird, though. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's just such a different eclectic style of acting. And type of movies he does. Yeah. You know? Hey, uh, did Zetamore change at all from 1989? No, no. He looked the exact same. Mm-hmm. He's like another one of these Keanu Reeves and Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd and Winston Zetamore in the same movie. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never aging. What was it? Uh, Ryan Reynolds went on uh, one of the late night show programs and was talking about how he has got... Paul Rudd became that, you know, because he's been rated yeah. as the sexiest man alive. Brian Reynolds. Yeah, it pissed him off because, I mean, like, Paul Rudd's in his 50s, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know, so is Ryan Reynolds, I believe. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that, that he won that and the fact that he said he's got the Benjamin Button syndrome where so he's, you know, they both of them, you know, the... the uh, the host and everything was like, you know, we, we need to figure out how he's doing this, you yeah. know, because Paul Rudd really does not age. You well, watch him as Keanu Reeves. I, I know, but you watch. I mean, he, yeah, he Paul became, Rudd. I think he's even more so than Keanu I think, Reeves. I think he is too, because I mean, you look, look at him in Clueless, Looks which was back same. in ninety what three. Yeah. He just has scruff now. Yeah, ninety three. Then to 
to now. Yeah. I mean, or it's, or even the the you know Halloween Part Six yeah, when he played Tommy 28 Doyle. Twenty years, thirty years. The guy still looks like he's in his thirties. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I good jeans, I guess. Yeah, good jeans. Uh, pro, he looks like he's a very um, happy individual. Yeah, you know, doesn't that's have probably the key right there. Mind. Yeah, L- the lots of slapping the bass, man. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> what? Do you remember that? I love yeah. you, man. Yeah, like slapping the bass. I can't believe I've never told you I play bass. Really? Oh yeah, <laughs> I slap the bass big time. What do you? What is that? You sound like a leprechaun. No, what that's that? a reggae guy. I just did reggae. It doesn't sound... It doesn't sound reggae? No. Slap the bass. No. Uh, how does it... It's like big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Slip the bass. Big time. Mm. Slap the bass. That sounded like Borat. Yeah. Slap the bass. Big time. That's better. I love to do that movie sometimes. <laughs> so funny. All right. So kind of final thoughts. I thought my final thoughts on this was... Um, it could have done with some Harold Ramis uh, writing on the script to tighten it up. Not and their to, fault, though. And to tighten, yeah, yeah, not their fault. But I mean, it could have used some tightening as far as there's some slower parts in the movie where, seriously, I, like one time I even looked at my watch, I was like, it's taking too long to get to the good stuff. I knew the good stuff was coming and yeah. everything. But, you know, there was a bit more in the other movies. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was real quick. Yeah. Uh, quick writing and everything. It's, so. it's like like Harold Ramis was was the uh, the the bull wrangler. He polished for, it. for Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, like you know? Dan Aykroyd to write the script, and then Harold Ramis and even Ivan Reitman a little bit. You know, they just polish it up and make it yep. make it. You know, cut we, out all we, the as we both agreed. You know, Dan Aykroyd is the real genius behind these movies, right? You know, and that's what you'll hear the people at Saturday Night Live saying that you know old Danny was the uh, the genius writer or whatever, but. Yep. Um, it could have done with a little bit more writing. Not quite a Ghostbusters movie. I still think that one and two are the gold standard for for the the tale of the Ghostbusters. It's cool to see um, the uh, originals come back. Just a bit too much of me thinking about how these are just actors on a set coming back. I, I got like, I got a little bit of a different take on it though than you do. Okay, but my thing is is that I feel like it they they've waited just a little bit too long. They're just a little bit too old to be coming back for these roles. It was really cool to see them and I love seeing it and it almost made me tear up a bit and everything to see that. But I couldn't help because of all the drama with trying to get Bill Murray back to these movies and everything. I couldn't help but thinking, you know, uh, do these people really want to be here? You know, it's you know, it's just, well, it's just it showing not, up and yeah, everything. Whether or not it was just to do it for Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman, more so than than it was. But you know, Bill Murray actually said he said it was a good script. He said this is the reason I did this film was because it was a good script. Yeah, you know, and he he liked it, and and so that's got to say a lot, you know, for Bill Murray to say something like that, you know, on a, on a film that he doesn't do. Uh, remakes of you know or he doesn't do you know the prequel you know it's you won't see him doing Groundhog's Day 2 yeah. you know what I mean you just won't do you see him do that's it that's what I'm saying he doesn't do sequels yeah. so I mean that's so, the fact that he comes back for these my take on this film okay is I thought it was what a Ghostbusters film should have been okay not saying it's better than the originals I mean I, I wouldn't say that but it's if because th- of the kids <laughs> No, it, just because the more the storytelling, like, you know, uh, I got into it a little bit in the last episode about part two, where, 
you know, it was just seemed like it kind of got to a rush period where it was like they were just running out of time or something, and then you know they were just finished it real quick. You just know what I mean? Wrap the museum in a, just, just in a Jello slime, and we'll yeah. call that good. Yeah, and then Rick Moranis showing up, and then you know, yeah. Anyways, but it, 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 I feel like it was it. There was a lot more story to it, a lot more story to the film rather than being just you know, okay, a bunch of guys get arrested, go go to jail, city needs them, they save the city, and then bam, it's over with. You yeah. know, you got people cheering for them, and then they forget about them the next day. You so know. you like the format of this one a lot? I more. did. I didn't. I feel like if the first two would have done it, it would have been, uh, wow, you know. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I like the ambiance. I like the musical themes of here that where it was all just reminiscent of the first movie. And uh, especially whenever, you know, see the uh, the big cloud of ominous stuff above the mountain. It's yeah, like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and being, being able to heal, hear Echo One's uh, well, uh, yeah, siren going off yeah, was yeah. just awesome. And even powering up the proton packs. Uh, if you remember yeah. the proton packs in 2016, they didn't sound the same. And I got a feeling that little girl it would, would have a lot more problem than she did with that f- photon pack. I mean, the, yeah. that because, you know, I, I feel like even the grown men, because I mean, you watch the other films and they're like barely be able to get those packs on their shoulders. Well, you know, they and, they complained to like Bill Murray. He when he got on set, he's like, you know, hey, why didn't we have? Because they were half the weight that they were when they yeah did it. yeah. He's like, why didn't we have these back then? But yeah, yeah I thought what they were because it looked ridiculous on her because it was so huge, it the was. proton pack. So I thought she was gonna do some like some scientific skills and like compacted even smaller yeah to make it her size or whatever but i'm glad they didn't though because again that would still be taken away from the nostalgia in a way you maybe know what I mean? but i mean at least personal because i thought they were going to be the ones to build the little remote control car trap because mm-hmm. i saw that in the trailer and I, mm-hmm. anyways um I, I liked i liked everybody's role in it i think everybody did did exactly what they were supposed to for a ghostbusters movie there was no hero because that's not what ghostbusters are they're not heroes um they're exterminators and that's what this yeah exterminators and scientists and that's what it was this movie focused on the two kids that were into the the science portion of it you know mainly phoebe or whatever but Mm -hmm. you know it had it had the the two teenagers kind of just affable teenagers not really doing heroic stuff just jumping in and diving that but that's what venkman and zedemore did yeah you know venkman knew science but i mean he was really more about the the scamming the psychology of it yeah and, and and where where you know egon was more not only was he the scientist but he was kind of like the engineer Right, you right. Know, he built so, all the stuff. So, like the the grandson was more like had the engineer type of thought, like fixing a car at his age, maybe knowing but how to Ray fix that did car. Did a lot of their their fixing the yeah, car and yeah. stuff in the original, and, and and so did and so did uh, Ernie Hudson's character yeah, too. So yeah. everybody did pitched in except for Venkman. Yeah. He just he just wanted to get on the TV and stuff. But yeah, all all good all around. Not quite a Ghostbusters movie, in just my opinion. Yeah, uh, one and two. That's it. Uh, 2016. This one not quite Ghostbusters movie, but this one had the respect it paid the respect to what came before it yep. and that's what's important yeah you can do your own thing we'll call it something else do something else. do something different don't call, call it, it luck <laughs> yeah don't call it yeah call it luck call it karma but don't call it ghostbusters there we go I especially like that. if you're not going to respect it pay that pays those respects or if you're going to use that property to say yeah but girls can do it mm-hmm. anyways um, not saying they can't just saying that I mean again yeah. if you're gonna change it 
if you're going to change the formula, change the whole equation. Yeah. Well, sometime down the road, we'll we'll do a full-on episode about this and get into the who's and the why's and the what's and everything. But I was glad I saw it. I was glad it was made, and I'm interested to see what they'll do from here on out. Yeah. Uh, very if interesting. They, if they don't, I'm not going to be upset. No. If they do, it'll be happy. I can watch I the first two movies without 2016 and this one, but I can also watch the first two movies with this one as well, and yeah. I think it would be a fine story. And, and if they all fit together, I think. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they, they, they're all... It give, not only, you know, what's great with this movie, I think, is that not only that did it, you know, do a shout out to the originals, but it continued the originals without changing anything. You know what I mean? Without doing any kind of drastic changes. I mean, literally just it's a true sequel. It really is. Yep. You know, I mean, not not directorially or, you know, with the, the picture, but I mean, definitely with the music but and the characters and the storyline. It's all it's a great sequel. Yeah, I feel like besides the over abundance of fan service mm-hmm. which is fine in a movie I like this it. if you have a like a different type of property okay you shouldn't do fan service for fan service sake ghostbusters yes yeah it's been ninja turtles yes but they didn't do that <laughs> it's been almost 40 years yeah. since the original ghostbusters came out yes do fan service that i mean yeah you, you open it up for for a new generation, but do fan service for the, the generation that came before it, you know, mm-hmm. that kept it alive this long. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the only thing I have to say is, and, and, and that if this story had been taken, the script was taken and was polished by Harold Ramis, I think it would have been a lot more like, okay, this is really Ghostbusters yeah. part three, you know? So I think that's just the one thing that it's missing is his flair, his writing, his ability to cut out the crap and to jump from one iconic scene to because that's yeah. all Ghostbusters one and two yeah. are. It's just one iconic scene after another. Yeah. Even part two, mm-hmm. kiss my butt. Anybody <laughs> who doesn't like it, but um, if I had to give this, you know, uh, well, we don't do ratings, but yeah. um, I would say definitely go see this and see it on a big screen. It's see. fun on a big screen. Um, you know, if you want to wait for it, that's fine too. But there's so many, there's so much crap out there mm-hmm. in the theaters. Tell me about it. And in streaming. This, you know, I literally kind of have stuff. not watched a movie in the movie theater since Venom came out. It's been a while. Because I have The first Venom, a, you mean. Yes. Yeah. So I have not found a film that I it's been, what, want to go to the Two or three years for you. Yep. So, I mean, and th- this this is one of the ones that deserves to be seen on a big screen. Um, you know, you got, you know, your Gozer. Yeah. You got your Vince Clortho. You got your Zool. You, you know, the, the Stay Puft. You know, they're all back. And yep. uh, all the Ghostbusters are back, and Egon's back. That's one uh, the one thing that we haven't really talked about. They did a fantastic job. They did on Egon. Um, really I don't did. know who they had stand in on him. I know that they can do pretty good stuff with like the deep fake uh, technology yeah. with people's faces and everything, but um, it it looked perfect, and he didn't have to talk because he's a ghost yep. and everything. So he looked exactly like you would think Harold Ramis or Zedim or. Uh, Egon Spangler would look Egon. today because yeah. what did he pass away in 13 2013 or 2015 uh, I thought it was more recently uh, I thought it was like uh, 15 or 13 uh, 14 okay 2014 is when he passed away um, so I mean thank God six, he didn't get to see that 2016 movie yeah I know but I mean six years ago and, you know, I'm looking at a picture of him now uh, when he's quite older with, you know, with his gray hair and everything. And 
Man, that was just such a, a cool rendering of him. It looked great, I thought. And, you know, him in the shadow looked great at the beginning, too. Um, so, uh, anyways, this this is good for the feels, for those of, those of you that want to, uh, to get all the nostalgia, the feels, the fan service and everything. Uh, and it's a pretty good story. I just say pretty good, but it's a pretty good story for anybody who wants to jump into the Ghostbusters now. Do you agree? I agree. Um, all right. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we're on all social media at the Post Credit Podcast, except for Twitter. We're at the Post Credit. Our email address is thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com. And we're on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next time. Call it luck. Call it karma. Call it karma.